You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This week's episode of Wish to Prickaway is brought to you by the kids, the future, and the Patreon that keeps us alive. Here's the show. Hey, Bushwick Breakaway fans, welcome to another episode of the Bushwick Breakaway. I am your host in 6.30, a 6 o'clock snooze, the Bushwick Breakaway, the blues. I am your host, Ryan Mead, and you there, Greg, say hello. <laughs> <laughs> I just want him to listen. That's all I want. I just, I just want, want him on this podcast. I just want Steve Summers on the show. I mean... I want, I want to talk to him about how he's basically the bond that keeps me and my dad tight. Steve's the best, man. All right. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Bushwick Breakaway. We are recording a bit early. As you've heard of the open, I recorded right now. It's 6.02 p.m. Just keeping you up to date on a Monday night. As you know, the Rangers have not played yet. That means we have not watched the kids play tonight. So, unfortunately, you will be not getting our hot, 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 hot takes on the kids' uh, debut. But you will hear us talk about AV and the rest of the week that has just passed. Next week, we'll be coming back talk about... Every single game the two kids have played together, uh, everything that AV has done wrong, all things Rangers as usual, business as per at the Bushers Breakaway. But for now, uh, takes from last week. Greg, say hello. Didn't I already? Did why, are we, why are we working backwards? Uh, well, we're like the Rangers. We just work backwards. Mm, that's fair. That was good, right? Topical. Mm. So speaking of being a fourth liner, Pavel Bushnevich, man, uh-huh. do you think he bought a house there? Oh, so we're jumping, we're jumping right into it, huh? <laughs> Why not? We're do not want, even going to ease in. Do you want to do a quick, uh, quick game recap? We can do that for last week. Do we have to? We, we crushed the Sabres and uh, other things happened. Yeah, so Panarin destroyed us. Had a nice Panarin. Hat. Yeah. Bush yeah Ar- Artemi Panarin. Ar- okay. Ar- Artemi Panarin. Uh, yep. he, he crushed us. Had a nice hat trick. He, he good at the hockey. He could do the hockey. And then uh, we, we played Philly tough, but we lost, which I was, I was into. It's definitely Poor Julia. Poor, poor Julia. Yeah. And and then the Sabres, we just crushed them. No. <laughs> the, Sab- the Sabres the Sabres are interesting. They, it's almost – the Sabres know how to get – You're the first person to say this. The Rangers, by the way, how to tank. you're the first person to say this, this year the Sabres are interesting. No one said that before. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I think people have said the Sabres are interesting. It's, it always has a negative connotation behind it, which is what I mean. They're the Sabres are interesting. interesting. The Sabres know how to lose like no other team in hockey. The problem with the Sabres – is they don't know how to rebuild because they're still doing it. 
The rebuild shouldn't have taken this long for Buffalo. They got Eichel. Like, that's it. You did it. The Rangers, Good for you. The Rangers rebuild started about two months ago, and we're like a quarter of the way done. I think we're further along than that. The Sabres, the Sabres literally now only have Eichel. They don't have any, like, Ristolainen, like, big fucking deal. I, I, uh, ah, actually, I do, I, do ah, like, ah. I, do, I do like Ryan O'Reilly a lot. I'm a big O'Reilly guy. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. All right. Oh, um, please. Yeah, sorry. That was terrible. Uh, it's not great. No, They're no. not sponsoring us either, Ryan. I got news for no, you. No, well, wait, who is sponsoring us? Uh, the fans. <laughs> That's actually true. Yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah, no, seriously. 80, 89 of them. 89 fans. What's, we're 11 away from 100. Also, I should have nice plug time because we're so early in the podcast. We're, yeah. doing, we're doing five-star questions later. We're three yep. five-star reviews away from 100. You kidding Hell. me? You kidding me? Mm, you kidding that's a me? a lot of reviews. Better get in there. Better get in there quick. Uh, Who's going to be 100? You're out there. I'll make, I'll make some dummy accounts to get us up to 99. Yeah, me too. That's what I've been doing this whole time. Don't tell anybody. All right. Uh, so let's talk about AV. Sure. So have let's we ever, get right into have it. Have we ever done that before? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. <sighs> lines came out for the oh, day. Oh, you want me to start? No, no, no. Lines, <laughs> lines came out for the day. Uh, not great. Actually, no. here's the thing. Okay. Lines, great. They're great. They're all pretty great. There's not a single line where I'm just like, mm. it's just. Mm. Greg, you would you would say it's fair to say everyone has their fetish, right? Everyone does. Uh, has would, has yeah, their yeah, own. Yeah. Everyone's into their own thing. Everyone, you know, whatever floats your boat. Gum yeah. and enforcers. Gum and enforcers. Elaine Vigneault. Those are the two things. He goes home. He like you know takes the coconut oil out of the drawer, <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, enforcers, and I'm gonna put some gum in my mouth." Just watch this. You tape. know, Elaine Vigneault probably. We we've been joking for a couple of weeks now, trying to figure out what gum Elaine Vigneault chews all game. Double bubble. He probably chews Big Red because nobody fucking should chew Big Red. Well, hold Big on. Big Red is the, no. is the worst gum. No, we're gonna have a fight. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> we're fighting. <laughs> Big Red's the worst. No, I like Big Red. I, no. Uh, do if you, you like, like Big Red, you know what you should do instead of chew Big Red? Just take a shot of Fireball. I was about to just fucking beat me to it. I was about to say, you know what else I really like? Fireball shots. Sure. Okay. That's fine. You can like Fireball, then do that. But never in my life have I ever thought, man, you know what would go great right now? Fireball flavored gum. I, I really, like a Big Red, man. It, I, it, it like livens my day. I want that flavor in my mouth and I don't want to feel drunk. What What are you doing? What's the fucking point? You can have a nice apple juice with a big no. red gum. Oh, no. An amazing time. No. Anyway. You're the worst. Double you, know what, you deserve a lean vino in your life. <laughs> well, I, I, so give me your take on this even though I've read it on Twitter. Where, how do sure. you feel about, uh, about the lines that have come out? All right. It's, it's simple. Uh, I, let's start at the top. I, I think this needs a full breakdown. Let's, let's do line by line. We got some time here. By the way, I we, guess we should mention now before we get into everything, we tried to have guests today. We did. Uh, Greg reached out to a few guests. We have some lined up for the next couple of weeks. People uh, are busy. Unfortunately, people are busy, and they're like, hey, Bush Breakaway, who the fuck are you? And we'll get to that segment <laughs> later. But uh, we're, you know, we, can't, we couldn't pull it off. So next week and then the week after, we definitely have got guests lined up. We'll save them for now. A little bit of suspense. One we may have mentioned a million times in the podcast. and uh, But this week, you're stuck with us once again. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, you'll be okay. Let's do this line by line because yeah. I think it's important. Let's do it. Break it down. So the, the top line, again, is Criders have been a Jed and Fast. And fair being fair, they've been great. They've been fantastic. Fast has even Foss stepped is up on, his game he, like a lot. He's, he's on a hot streak that we've never seen him ever do before. But at the same time, we've also never put him – we've never put him with guys as capable as Crider and Zabinijed. At the same time, let's temper how Jesper Foss is playing. He's been great. 
But Chris Kreider and Mika Zibanejad have been animals. I think anyone sans Cody McLeod would be doing just as well as Jesper Foss is on that top line. That's not meant to be a slight to Jesper because Jesper is definitely helping. I'm just saying any of the Rangers' talented wingers, if you put them right now with Kreider and Zibanejad, it's going to look phenomenal. Now it's going to look marvelous. Now, are they officially the top line? Because what I've saw is they are the third line. Oh, no, they are the top line. Never mind. I lied. Yep, you're an idiot. Big lie. Uh, I saw it on Twitter. I don't know why I believed it. I'm dumb. I'm don't dumb. know what to I'm tell you I'm straight dumb. I just corrected myself. That's it. Big. I mean, let, let's talk about Jesper a little bit before we get real angry about Elaine Vigny. Well, yeah, because this is an interesting topic because there are some trade bait pieces on this team for, for the draft and the offseason. Jesper Fast might be a big part of that. To me, yes, Quickie. I'm just going to call him Quickie. Okay. Um, he, I, I think he's the measuring stick for how serious the Rangers are with this rebuild. And here's here's why I think that. And there's there's a post coming out with myself and Sean Taggart talking about this in depth. Keep your eyes out for that. If you're listening to this, you know it would be great while you're listening to this. Something I wrote about this exact same thing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Jesper. Double book. It, it's, it's a measuring stick because – Here's what Jesper Fast is. He is the ultimate utility player, like the super utility guy. If I had to choose a cross-sport example for what Jesper is, he's like Marwin Gonzalez. He's the guy that can play literally wherever you need him to. He's going to give you everything you would possibly want defensively, and he has a chance to provide an offensive spark, which we're currently seeing right now. Nothing is more effective on a cup contender. Like Every, every cup contender has a Jesper Fast. And every cup contender needs a Jesper Foss because they need the guy that can easily float between the second line and the fourth line and not miss a beat wherever you plug him. You don't need to give him ice time, but if you have to give him ice time, he's going to give you effective minutes night in and night out. He is super valuable on the top echelon teams. The Rangers might not be that for two years, which makes someone like Jesper a luxury they just don't need. And if you're going to have a luxury you don't need during a rebuild, you have to capitalize on it. So, again, I've said it on this podcast. There's a very good chance the Rangers don't think this is a multi-year rebuild. They might not make the playoffs next year, and they they might say after that, we're ready. Or, depending on who they sign in free agency, John Tavares. John Tavares. Johnny. Johnny. (laughs) they, they They could just decide, you know what? We got the contracts out that we needed to get out. We brought in a fresh influx of talent. We're going to get a couple more draft picks because we're going to trade another restricted free agent or two. But we're still, we're still, we still consider ourselves possibly cup contenders with Henrik Lundqvist. So if the Rangers fancy themselves some form of contender next year, which is possible, then you don't trade Jesper Foss. But if the Rangers think that this rebuild is going to take more than six months, I don't know why you would keep Jesper around. He's on an incredibly... Team-friendly contract. I think it's a 1.85 million cap hit for the next two years beyond this year. It's it's just not a guy you should be having on a team where your goal is not to make a deep playoff run. And I know what everyone's saying. Uh, he's he's one of the new veteran faces. He's been here forever. I love Jesper Fast. He is phenomenal. I want Jesper Fast on my hockey team if my hockey team is trying to win some playoff series. If my hockey team is just trying to nurture young talent, I can trade quickie and get a good return. No, yeah, and and right now, you always want to sell when value is high. And it's probably never going to be higher than it is now. So no, going, going into the draft, 
There's at minimum, he can get you what Michael Grabner got you. At minimum. And they're showcasing him, and that's pretty obvious. I mean, they're putting him on the top line. They're putting him next to Kreider, who he obviously feels comfortable with right now. And he's he's showing what he can do. When you go when we go to the draft, why would I want to keep a player like that on when I'm nurturing and I'm building for the future? See, you think more of like we're gonna compete compete soon. If we get Sean Tavares, I totally agree with you. Uh, I think the rebuild will be very short and we'll be pushing towards the playoffs again next year. If we don't, or if we don't get the Carlson or the Tavares or even Kovey, who might not come over, who or who might be a Ranger, or is it already guaranteed? Who knows? I think we go into this longer sort of farm system rebuild. And if that's the case, I have no problem trading Quickie for as much as you can get for him because he would be well-suited on a top-tier team. Any team would love to have him. And I'm not saying he would go to waste here. He would just be better value for another team on a contending team. That's all. Right. And it, this isn't. this is actually us both praising Jesper more than we've ever had before. By saying the Rangers should trade Jesper Foss, that's us taking a step back being like, damn, that's some serious value. If we're not going to properly use it, might as well trade it for something that could help us in the long term. Like, th- this is – I don't want people to think that you and I are saying the Rangers should absolutely trade Jesper Foss. That's not what we're saying at all. I'm saying the Rangers need to decide what they really want to do. And if the rebuild is really what they want to sink their teeth in – teeth? Teeth into – Teeth? <laughs> they, if they want to, if they want to sink their teats into some rebuild for more than a year, hey, uh, <laughs> I say, I say, I say, I say, stick your teats in there. <laughs> I'm saying Jesper is the guy you only keep if you truly think before he gets to the final year of his contract, you want to make a deep Stanley Cup playoff run. Because if that's not the case, if this range of rebuild might go on beyond two years then there is literally no reason to keep Jesper Faust here. He's too good. Look at he's too team. good. He's, he's both too good and not good enough, as in he's too good to be on a rebuilding team because of his skill set, and he's not good enough because he's not exactly a foundational piece you want to build around for your next contending year. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, no. Every Stanley Cup winning team has someone like Jesper Faust. Carl they Hagley. need Carl someone Hagley. like they need someone like Jesper Foss. They need that type of player. They need – not every team can have a top six that is just star-studded and then nothing in their bottom six. Every team needs a Brian Rust, Carl Hagelin. They need those kind of players. You, you, can't t- you can't sit here and tell me the Nashville Predators wouldn't drool to have Jesper Foss on the roster. They would forward. love to have him. Why wouldn't they? Playing Jesper Foss on the fourth line is a luxury. Absolutely. And again, Jesper Foss is the guy where instead of plugging and playing someone like David DeHarnay, if you suffer an injury and you need someone to fill a top nine or top six minutes for you on maybe a one to two game basis, you're perfectly comfortable putting Jesper Foss in that position. Well, not for not for a 40 game stretch, but if you needed him to fill in for a week, you could do worse. You could do much worse. I've seen it. The Rangers have done it. Speaking of DeHarnay, really happy he's playing tonight. <laughs> let's keep going yeah yeah uh, anyway uh let's talk about the second line which is yes. uh can we call it sex terrific i'm pretty excited uh, about this one. it's it's uh, let's talk hayes heedle zook first of all phenomenal let, let's start kind of by saying i like that the rangers are adjusting their lineup to make sure that heedle and anderson are seeing time at center I'm, i i don't know and we've talked about this before I don't think one of their long-term futures is probably not 
at the center position, and it's probably going to be Heedle that moves off of it in my mind. But if you're playing meaningless games at the end of the season and you want to see what these kids can do in their natural position, do it. What I don't like is why is Hayes playing a wing? I, I, I hate that. Well, what, why do you hate it ex- exactly? Because he's kind of been playing center all year and he's been the two-way center that we've wanted him to develop into and now we're taking him away from it. Is that what you want? No, you hate it? Yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Oh, that was good, huh? Um, I, I, talked, I talked about this a little bit briefly on the Twittersphere. Um, this isn't... Greg, you're trying to say you're a good follow and if you don't follow us already, you should? Yeah, probably. Interesting. At Blue Shirts Break. Hmm. Doing pretty well. I think we're up to 1,048 followers. Yeah, we're doing okay. It's a well, they're, they're mostly all Russian bots, so it's okay. Whatever. Well, I'm on Twitter every day being like, why does this guy hate Russians? And every time <laughs> I say that, we just gain like five followers. It's so great. every time we just, you know, it's amazing. All right. Yeah, um, but I don't follow back, so I'm not seeing what they say. Anyway, about Kevin Hayes. We're going to get to a bigger, larger discussion of a couple players that are currently playing on the fourth line. This is the first time I think – maybe since we've started podcasting where the Rangers have so much forward talent that good players are just going to have to play on the fourth line. This is two what, of them. This is what's crazy is that I'm like, Oh shit, we're rebuilding. And then I look at our, our lineup for tonight. And I'm like, Oh man, we're stacked. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, then, then you look at the defensive pairings. Yeah, and you like, see oh man, we're fucked. Ryan Sproul, <laughs> Rob O'Gara and Mark Stahl hanging around. Um, no, but so good players are going to have to play on the fourth line because we're literally jam-packing our lineup with good young talent and you can't play 11 forwards in nine spots. I've tried. It doesn't work. Hmm. Something has to give. So to see, me, does that math check out? Let's see. Let's do it one by one. Okay. One, okay. two, three, four, yep. five, six, seven, yep. eight, nine. Uh-huh. Ten. No, nope. We're good. Nope. Can't do it. Oh, shit. Can't, Unbelievable. can't do it. Didn't see it coming. Nope. Um, if any Ranger forward has kind of, I don't want to say Kevin Hayes deserves, like, rest the last two weeks of the season. He should play. If he's healthy, he should play because there's still things he can work on in his game. At the same time, Kevin Hayes has done enough this year where we have a pretty clear idea as to what his long-term outlook projects to. So you're not stunting his growth by playing him on the fourth-line center role for a couple weeks. Also, with this much talent on your roster, just roll four lines and give everybody equal time. Like, why are we even prioritizing time for one line over the other? So it, this is actually even... going to be one of my questions towards you. Like, I, yeah. obviously, anyone's listening to this. This is like a you're watching uh, a film that you already know the ending to because you've seen yep, the it's game. It's kind of like it's like listening to the Ryan McDonough trade podcast all over again. It is exactly like that, but a, a lot less exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if if you will go ahead and rotate lines, and I think that has to be the case because um, I I promise you, and you can clip <laughs> this segment for when it doesn't okay. happen. If it doesn't, let me double check right now. Seventeen thirty four. You got it. Oh, oh I should have waited four seconds. God damn it! It's, oh yeah, seventeen thirty eight. Um, the fourth line is going to play significantly less minutes than every other line tonight. I promise you. I promise you that is going to happen. <laughs> it's it's 619 on the dot. The game won't start for another 31 minutes. Mm-hmm. 41, 41 minutes. 41 minutes. Fuck That's math. math. Fuck, fuck math. I promise you the fourth line is getting shafted tonight. Why does he hate Butch so much? 
He also hates Vladdy. He fucking hates Rush. We're not. We're not doing this yet, Ryan. We're not doing, we're not doing it. This we're yet. not doing it. We're, we're still we're going. Sticking, we're, we're sticking to why. Tom Gregory. We're sticking to why Kevin Hayes shouldn't be playing a wing and should be playing fourth line center. We are just talking because, about the line. That is again. All. This isn't me. Even me saying Kevin Hayes should play fourth line center. No. Kevin Hayes should be playing one of your four center slots. And when you have this much talent in your roster, just play everybody equal minutes. We're not. That's the thing. If we win the game, whatever. It doesn't matter. I like I don't want to win though. Right. I so, don't. I don't we don't you one, you need to protect the kids a little bit. Yep. So you don't want to exactly play them 20 minutes tonight. So just play it. Just go out there and be like, everyone's getting 50 second shifts. Once you hit 50 seconds, we are shifting. You are off the ice, and we're gonna just gonna keep doing this all night. Just what does it matter? Why does the why does the top line for a rebuilding team that is playing just drunk young athletes on all four of their lines except for Cody McLeod. Wait, why, why, why are they why drunk? Are we just, Wait, hold on. Just, why are they drunk? <laughs> they're drunk on talent. Okay. Yeah. Why don't, I don't want to just, get them, you know, Why can't we be communists for like two weeks? Listen, minutes, on, equal on, minutes for everybody. On paper, it looks really good. Let's just see how it plays out. Okay. And uh, while we're here, Zuccarello apparently has made the point where if Heedle's here, he wants to play with him. So I get why... Zuccarello is is teamed with Hedl. It's just to me seems real fucking weird that Kevin Hayes is on a wing. Well, Zuc wanting to me- like mentor Hedl is nice. Yeah, no, 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 no. If you want to put, I personally, after we go through these four lines, I'll tell you what my four lines tonight would have been. I I, I get why Zuccarello is with Hedl. That it's not worth complaining about. That that's fine. My only complaint, if you want to call it that, on this line is I Hayes should always be one of your four centers. It it just doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense to put Hayes on a wing to me, especially on what is – I kind of like the fact that Hayes is playing on a scoring line. Like, it's nice that he's got guys like Heedle and Zuccarello playing with him. Hayes could get a fucking hat trick tonight, and it would be the greatest thing in the world. I still think he should just be one of your four centers every night. That, it doesn't make any sense I to me that he's not. It doesn't really make sense that he's not, but I'm not going to complain too much. I think if it's just for a game or two the rest of the season, it really won't hurt his development. We know what he, we have in Hayes. I'm going to be okay with it. I'm sure. going to be all right. Sure. Uh, you want to go to line number three? Uh, yeah, other than the Zuccarello, th- I just do want to touch on that again. It's really great sure. to have someone like Zuccarello who obviously cares so much about this team despite my, the possibility of him getting traded and him co- sort of wanting to take, and this is a shit, shitty sports narrative, but it could be true, of Zuc wanting to take Heedle underneath his wing and be like, okay, let me help you and develop you in the last couple games that you're going to be able to play here and give you hints for the future. Um, and again, I know he wants to stay here, and there's a chance he does stay here, but... I mean, I'm kind of on record saying that I still think Zook goes at the draft. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Um, but again, it, th- this kind of leadership is the thing that makes me think one of Zuccarello and Nash will be a Ranger next year. And Zuccarello is already here. So I, I, I'm still leaning team Zook a little bit. But I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, I, as the guy who just said you should really think about trading Jesper Fast, I understand the argument for trading Matt Zuccarello. I'm not here to argue it. Okay. It makes perfect sense to me. Yep. Let's go to the third line. Uh, VC Anderson and Spooner. This is fine, and I, I'll tell you why. Well, I, I think Spooner could be put to the fourth line, which is also okay. But mm. VC has played very well of recent. Yeah, but and, who's he been playing with? Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 VC to me is just like the same same conversation we're having with Jesper Fast. He's been hot, but his line mates have been in fuego. So is it VC playing up to his line mate's capability 
or is it, is it just rising tides raise all boats? Like what? It, it, I don't know. I, well, you got to give it. You got to reward his performance. You can't just sure. you can't just stick him on the fourth line. VC has to be on that line. But here's the thing again about that, Ryan. Once again, we are in a position where the Rangers have so much young talent on the roster that we once. We just need to ignore the fourth line moniker. I'm gonna, I'm bit. gonna flip flop. Here I go. I also think we're trading Jimmy VC, so put him on the fourth line. I don't know why actually he's playing on the fourth. I, I still think Jimmy VC gets shipped out. I, I think VC, no matter what happens, is traded. I just, I just had a flip flop moment. I'm totally. Yeah. Uh, I no, think, but it's, 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 it's again, it's going back to the point where the Rangers should be playing at a point where lines, they, they shouldn't be numbered one through four. They should just say these are our four lines, and we're gonna play everybody equal minutes. That's at the end of the day. That's what Elaine Vigneault should be doing. He's never going to do Tune it. Tune in next week to find out our reaction on that. Um, He's never going to do it. No, he hasn't done it. He hasn't done it yet. Yeah, well, He's we'll had find- every opportunity to do it. And every third period I turn on and someone's tweeting about Vlad- Vladislav Nemesnikov getting one fucking shift at three minutes into the third period. And then, oh, I don't know. He, he, just, he took a poop. He went, <laughs> he went poopy. Uh, you win Mr. Poopy Butthole well, we have for se- 17 minutes. We have seven games to find out if he will do this or not. His hopefully- He's going to do it tonight, Ryan. Well, it's, it's happened. It's already happened. The podcast is done. It's over with. The game has been played. We it's don't happened. know that, Gregory. And also, it's happened. it may be the last seven games of Elaine Vigneault's career as a Let, Let's just let's coach. fucking rip this Band-Aid off. Well, you know what? No, let's talk about we, the slide we, a little more. Let's Come talk on. a little bit more about Anderson because yeah. we have Yeah, I like that he's with Spooner. Um, I think any way I would have concocted these lines, any I would have put way him with you look, uh, what, see, I would have put him with Pooch personally. Mm, no, I see. I let, let's save who we would have put these kids with for after. Got it. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah. I think Real free flowing podcast, like, really building as 10, we go. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna lose 10 15 minutes on that as we do. Okay, I, I like Anderson with Spooner, and VC has been playing well, so VC in a way deserves a shot to see if it was just. Not I, I don't want to say fluke, but I want to say let's see if VC can do it with different people. That even though he's been kind of playing with Spooner the last couple of games, see see if Anderson can keep VC hot. Okay, just but I, and I'm also for just again I'm not really mad about anyone Heedle and Anderson are teaming with on this opening night because I want them to play with everybody. I want everyone to get a shot with the kids except Cody McLeod. Like you have to play them with everyone. Yeah, because. Now's not the time to try and establish a, a rapport with any one certain person. You just want to see as many different variations of these lines as possible over the next two weeks. If you're not doing that, you are wasting everybody's time. Yeah, you got seven games left to get some development out of these kids. Speaking of wasting everybody's time. Cody. What the fuck is he doing, right? I don't know, man. When I first saw the lines come out, I was uh, dumbfounded. Where... Yeah. Okay, so the fourth line, and again, all these lines should play equal minutes, quote unquote. Yep. Bushnevich, Nemestikov. Right. Cody McLeod. Why? I. Why? I. What, what? What? Where is the benefit of playing Cody when he's hundred percent not being on? Like VC could be on this team next year, theoretically. Yes. There's a zero point zero zero percent chance. I'll eat those words probably. That Cody McLeod is on this team next year. Why is it Vinny Latier being called up? And just put right into those 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 spots for the next even, seven games. Even if you don't, if for whatever reason you don't want Vinny up here, for, n- zero people would have complained if the line was Vinny, Vladdy, and Booch. Well, there, maybe that we should take this time. What's maybe derail ourselves for a second? And sure. do, you, do you think because what we do? Do you think that Latieri is not up here because of the fight he had with Brandon Smith this week? No, I don't think that's it because. 
Here's here's the reason why I don't think that's it. Let's for a second, and I, I did this um, in a in a I slid it. Fitzy and I were sliding in each other's DMs today. What? Because you we were you were sliding and DMing with another podcaster. I, I do, I do. One that's been on our podcast quite often. It's true. I, I will say, Fitzy has been on our podcast more than he's been on Garden Faithful. All right, first and foremost, that's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> um, Woj has also, by the way. I know, I know. They'll they'll get there. Those kids, those young, those young kids. little whippersnappers. Um, but he and I were talking, and he said the same thing. He he asked, "Is Vinny getting, is Vinny getting punished for fighting with Brandon Smith?" And for a second, well, I immediately said no because I don't think he is. I don't think it. That's it. Um, I think in management's mind, it's more valuable for Vinny to be getting top line minutes in Hartford, even though they're not going to make the playoffs, than it is for Vinny to get 12-ish minutes a night here in New York. And that that could be it. Um, my counter to Vinny is not the one getting punished is mostly because where's Boo? Why is Boo not here? Why has Boo not been here? Actually, what's going on? I, like, I'm sitting here like, shit, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I thought so he was injured. Even if, even if we're punishing Vinny, then the question naturally transforms into what the fuck happened to Boo? You you can't be te- Boo has a more important. It's not like exponentially important, but Boo might be a New York Ranger next year, and if that's even a remote possibility, shouldn't he be up here trying to see if he can last? He was, and again, this is the same guy that was perfectly fine, better than adequate when he was up here for the two months he was up here earlier this season. Why is he not up here? I would be fine if you don't want Vinny up here playing a wing on that role. Put Boo next to Vladi and Buchnevich, and I'm not angry. That's a perfectly fine line for me. Because, again, I'm not here saying that it's a fourth line. On paper, yeah, it's the fourth one listed. But a smart coach is playing these lines the same minutes on a nightly basis. The problem here is it is clear that Elaine Vigneault is not a smart fucking coach. I, and I'm, I'm honestly exhausted of people, hockey people, people that have been in the business for a very long time defending Elaine Vigneault. What more evidence do you need? Who's I am not smarter than someone like Dan Rosen. Who's actually Dan Rosen him? is a smart hockey guy, and yet he sounds like a fucking idiot when he defends Elaine Vigneault. What, can you give me an example of how Dan Rosen would defend Elaine Vigneault? It was, it's, his whole thing today is he, he, was, he got angry that Rangers fans and writers were chirping in his mention saying, this is a travesty that Cody McLeod is on the fourth line. And he took it as... It's a travesty that Pavel Buchnevich is on the fourth line. It's in some way, yes, Ranger fans are complaining that Pavel Buchnevich is on the fourth but line. But also, I'm used to that. Which is sad. I'm just like desensitized. You know, but, I, there's a lot of things I've become desensitized to in 2018. That's one of them. Yeah. There is no real situation where Buchnevich should be getting less ice time than both Jesper Foss and Jimmy Vc, regardless of how well those guys are playing. It shouldn't be happening. But it's the fact that Dan Rosen has this just archaic viewpoint of, well... You need an enforcer to protect the kids. Do you? Do you? Is any team going to play the Rangers differently because Cody fucking McLeod is going to punch in Brooks Orpik's face later tonight? I don't think it changes one damn thing. Welcome, to an, episode, time, welcome to an episode of Memes on Podcast. What year is it? <laughs> also, what the, I hate the notion of, well, you need an enforcer to protect the players. You don't. These aren't children. Mark Stahl has been in this league longer than fucking Moses was in the desert. You have you have Kevin Hayes, who's established himself. Chris Kreider, don't take shit from nobody. No, and he shouldn't. 
You have plenty of people on this roster. Jimmy VC has shown to be a pest. Brady Shea will throw down, man. Yeah, there are plenty of people on this roster where if someone trucks Leas Anderson, they're going to step up. It doesn't have to be Cody McLeod. Also, can we talk it's about this? It's a waste of a roster spot. We're playing the Capitals uh, today, or we're recording this in 30 minutes we're playing, so you're listening to it on a Tuesday or later. And then we're playing them in a, sort of a back-to-back situation. We're playing them again on Wednesday. Have you ever felt the Capitals, other than the Ovechkin hits, to be like a dirty, aggressive series? No. And no. this is a team that's getting ready for the playoffs. They don't want to pick a fight with a team that's out of it. Why would they? they give a shit? The what, Rangers, shit, what shit do the Capitals give? They, they don't. They don't. They want to come in, clean us up easy, and leave. They want an easy, clean, 4-2 win where they don't piss anybody off and none of their stars get hurt. Exactly. That's what they want. And you know what? The Rangers want those two goals to come from Heedle or Anderson. And then everybody's fucking happy. But instead, we have Cody Fuckstick McLeod in this lineup for reasons. I can't believe that this podcast has come full fucking circle where I'm about to say <laughs> it makes billions of times more sense to just let David DeHarnay be in the fucking lineup and play him. I wouldn't be that angry if DeHarnay was playing with Vladdy and Booch. I wouldn't. You know why? Because he's an NHL caliber talent. He's not going to go on an all-star team or win a fucking heart trophy anytime soon, but he's a replacement level NHLer. I don't want Cody McLeod playing for Hartford, let alone New York, because he can't play hockey. What he does is not hockey. What he does is goon boxing. It's fucking disgraceful. Well, I mean, I would have Tanner Glass back in a second. Tanner Glass can play hockey. Like, at least <laughs> when I see Tanner Glass, I think to myself, I'd rather not, but, you know, he could help an AHL team. Cody McLeod could literally not help the Wolfpack. Cody McLeod would be a detriment to the Hartford Wolfpack. And you know what? Here's a fucking thing. If the Rangers really want someone with an edge that also might help this team moving forward, Matt Bolesky is sitting right in fucking Hartford too. Bolesky won't take shit from nobody. He'll come right up on the roster, and if he needs to step in, he'll step in. The other thing that Matt Bolesky can do is play hockey. Do something that Cody McLeod can't. This is my problem today with Elaine Vigneault. This isn't all my problems with Elaine Vigneault. It's just the one I talk about today. It's just, you may have heard of the other ones on previous episodes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got time. Hold on. I'll... Once again, I find myself angry at Jeff Gorton, too, because he is at least enabling Elaine Vigneault to do these stupid fucking things. All Jeff Gorton has to do is take Cody McLeod off the fucking roster, and then Elaine Vigneault can't play with his toy anymore. And yet Jeff Gordon, I'm sure, look, they talk with each other no matter what happens every time that they want to make a roster move. No coaching situation and general manager relationship should just be, I'm going to tell you what to do. Now go do it. That's not healthy. That, That doesn't harbor healthy environments. At the same time, the fact that Jeff Gordon is letting Elaine Vigneault do something as clearly stupid and not helping the rebuild in any way, shape, or form by playing Cody McLeod, this becomes a reflection of Jeff Gordon. We cannot just sit here and yell at walls at Elaine Vigneault every night. He gives us a reason to, but at the same time, Jeff Gordon could solve all these issues either by just firing Elaine Vigneault or taking Cody McLeod off the roster. Those are two things that he can easily do. The Rangers are clearly rebuilding. There is no need for having someone like Cody McLeod on this fucking roster. You got to protect, the, you gotta protect the kids, Greg. They're out there. They're vulnerable. I, there's just so much hate in my heart. But yeah, Jeff Gordon, smart fucking guy when it comes to trade. I can't think of one trade where I thought the Rangers have been robbed. And I will still say, look, 
I got to stop saying, look, Jeff Gordon, when he listen, you know, here we (laughs) are. Jeff Gordon, when Jeff Gordon signed Brandon Smith, we were all ecstatic. Well, ecstatic might not be the right word. We were at least content. I was texting with many people during that uh, free agency period. And when we got Smith, there was a lot of like, phew. Oh, thank God. Right. Maybe, maybe you would have been happier if he took a couple million less. Nobody was angry that the Rangers brought Brandon Smith back. We all thought that was a great move. He looked phenomenal in the playoffs. And when we got him from the Red Wings last year, there isn't a soul that if they say that Brandon Smith signing was a bad deal at the time, they're lying to you. No, we there's some people like- that, that uh, everyone has an opinion like that where they're like, oh, I hate this or immediately because I have no information. They're lying to you. Okay. I'm saying it to your microphone that they are lying you said to you. it to my microphone, Greg. It, it clearly didn't work out. That shit happens. If you don't want a free agent contract to ever blow up in your face, don't ever sign one. That's the only way you can avoid ever signing a bad contract. Jeff Gordon has made all the right moves with this team, except there's a clear issue, and that issue stands behind the bench every night. And for whatever reason, Jeff Gordon not only has refused to address it, but when pressed on the topic, chose to extend it. And it's not working. And if Elaine Vigneault remains this team's coach beyond this season, I don't think we can call Jeff Gordon's regime successful in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I can say I can find a shape or form where we can call it successful. Yeah, it's, it's called a Stanley Cup. It's not going to happen with Elaine Vigneault, though. No, it's Elaine not. Vigneault will never win a Stanley Cup I, in his coaching career. I believe he is out after the next seven games. They're has waiting. He has to be. And if they if, – if Elaine Vigneault is still coach come three weeks from now, you look forward to a wonderful podcast from the Bulls. Oh, it is going to be hashtag lit. <laughs> um, so it's just so – cool. Vinny Lettieri should be on the on. I'm not going to call it a fourth line. Vinny should be playing with Vladdy and Booch tonight. If not Vinny, Boo Nieves should be playing with Vladdy and Booch. If not, Boo. if not Boo, just put David DeHarnay in there. He's an NHL player at least. It's the fact that they're literally playing not even a traffic cone because a traffic cone serves a purpose. They're playing a fart and not even a smelly fart. Just a fart that lingers makes the room a little uncomfortable. <laughs> It's that's that's what Cody Cody McLeod not even your is own brand. the human embodiment of a fart. That's what he is. Let's just call a spade a spade. Some people are lookers, some people are growers and not showers. Cody McLeod is a fart. And that was a rant with Gregory Kaplan. Thank you. I feel better. Hey, it's opening uh, week. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I don't know if I'm seeing you this week. No, you were not. I'm probably not. I don't believe so. I'm gonna have a great time though. Uh, but we're talking about opening week. I don't know if you've heard. This is also a Mets podcast. They play. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We still got more Rangers stuff to do. We do. So just just to put a bow on all this, I would have played Heedle between Vladdy and Booch. Okay, let's that go through your line. Let's go through your lines. Yeah, from, from top so to bottom. I I would have just left. Kreider's have been a Jed and Fast. Just leave it. That's at totally this point. fine. You you, yeah. you want to showcase Fast to get as much value if you're going to trade him as possible. I'm also a guy that if it's working, I mean, yeah. Again, I want everyone to play with everyone. Just keep Kreider, Zubin, and Jed and Foss together for another game. It's fine. It's, it's cool. I'm not going to be ang- ever angry about that. I would have put Vladdy and Booch between Heedle, and I would have seen what that line could do. I would have put Spooner and Zuccarello between Anderson, and then my fourth line is literally any other human being not named Cody McLeod, but uh, with Hayes at center and VC on a wing. That makes sense. I think that checks out. Yeah, and again – 
I'm not saying Hayes should be a fourth line center. I'm saying roll your four lines equally and just have Hayes center one of them. I just don't, I don't see the value of putting Hayes on a wing. The Rangers are never going to play Hayes on a wing in my mind. If Hayes is here, he's a center. I think it's much more likely that Heedle gets moved to a wing eventually. But play him at center for now. See what he can do at center. Just keep Hayes at center. I don't think Vladdy is a center for this team moving forward. I think they're going to put him on a wing. Because you know what? He's successful on the wing. You know what? The more more I think about Vladdy, the more I think he might get traded too. Well, you're thinking that because uh, you're not – Elaine Vigneault is shielding him from your eyes. He really – he very much is. Like I've not been – Yeah, this is what happens. So Elaine Vigneault puts Vladdy Nemesnikov in his doghouse for whatever fucking reason. So now all you're seeing are guys like VC and Spooner playing well. They're playing well, but you're not seeing Nemesnikov. Nemesnikov was as fun as Spooner was when he was scoring all those points. I was still more impressed with Nemesnikov as soon as he got here. And I've been impressed with Nemesnikov. The problem is now you're starting to think, wait, is Spooner better? Because all you're seeing is fucking Spooner. You're not seeing Vladdy anymore because for whatever reason, he stole Elaine Vigneault's last piece of doublement. Double bubble. Yeah, it's been weird. Even when I was at the Pittsburgh game, he was very sheltered and unnoticeable. And since then, I've been like, what is happening with Mestikov? He came out of the gates pretty hot. I like the way he was playing. But since then, he's been sort of nothing. So I think he might also be trade bait. The more maybe the Rangers organization doesn't view him as a part of the future. Well, Lane Vino sure fucking doesn't. He absolutely does not. We continue to say, in our minds, Jimmy Vesey's already traded. He's won. One of Spooner, Nemestikov, and Hayes is going to get moved. I, I can't tell you confidently who it'll be. I would have told you, I did tell you on deadline day, I thought it would be Ryan Spooner. I, I can't say with 100% certainly that would be the guy now. I think it could I be just, two I, of them, me, by the way. I, me, I think I depending on, it, depending it on the be, offers. Like, it could be two. I think if gun to my head... Kevin Hayes is the one that is not moving. So then it really comes down to who do you want, Spooner and Nemestikov. And if I'm the Raiders, I just go, they're both available. Whoever pays more for either will keep the other guy. That's exactly what I was about to say. Give me to it. Uh, All right. We've done through all the lines. We've done the quick game recap. Would you like to do some five-star questions? Uh, I I do want to mention, because we haven't said his name yet on this podcast, Mm -hmm. Neil Pionk is fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Pionk, he's, he's great. Uh, yeah, Pionk has been the bright spot. If if well, Brady Shea is a bright spot, and then Neil Pionk has been the other bright spot of this defense over these past couple of games. But other than that, boy, oh boy, is that not good. I I don't think Neil Pionk will ever be like a top pairing guy. No, I don't think he'll ever be elite, but he's definitely going to be a guy I would love to have on four through six. Easy. Yeah, if he's if he's your number four defenseman, you're you're fine. You're in a good place, you're and good he's spot. he's going to develop more. He's been incredible. Mindula himself. Also, yeah. I guess we should talk about, let's do some more Ranger news while we're here. Fuck it. Sure. Uh, Ryan Lindgren is now, Pre- in the, is now in the AHL. Left his last two years of college on the table. Hell, hell of a debut as well. Right. Um, First number, number one start for the Wolfpack. Hell of a debut. I did not expect him to sign so early. I, I, it's just, to me, it feels rare for a sophomore to decide to sign his entry-level contract. Anytime, like, after his junior year, I could see it. Or even after your freshman year, like one and done. Sophomore is just like, well, I guess I've had my fun. Um, yeah, I've done enough. Adam Herman, I believe, is the one I saw this. Brought up a pretty good point. The way that Minnesota rolls their defensive players, it doesn't necessarily highlight their offensive potential. Even Brady Shea wasn't the kind of defenseman we're seeing today or saw in Hartford than he was in Minnesota. 
So maybe there's some offensive upside that has gone untapped in Lindgren's game um, that I don't think either of us were expecting. Of course, this is us reacting to a two-point performance. Yeah, this is like his one game. But I'm just I'm just saying Adam Adam brought up a phenomenal point where the system that is run in Minnesota is not meant to accentuate any defenseman's offensive abilities. So Lindgren was very good at what he did at Minnesota. There could be a lot more to that iceberg under the water than we've seen thus far. And it's going to be fun to watch. Lindgren is a guy that's going to be in Hartford all of next year. I don't expect him to skate a single game for the Rangers. I'd be surprised, honestly, if he doesn't get two full years in Hartford. Take your time. The great thing about prospects is they don't have to be rushed. Nope. You can take as much time as you need with them. No need to hurry them. Lindgren, Plus, keep developing, man. We kind of want we kind of want to build a you know an atmosphere down at the AHL of winning culture. That's gonna need, yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice. That's gonna that'd be, be nice. that's gonna have to play into the, a big part into our future, especially because we're gonna have so many draft picks coming in. That'd be nice, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Rob O'Gara play with Ryan Lindgren next year in Hartford. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, Brandon, the Brandon Smith fight. Brandon Smith broke his hand. Sure did. What? A f- yeah. Sorry, I fucking hate that word. Yeah, I'm ashamed I, of myself. You know what's funny? You know what's really weird. I, I can't believe you just said that. I was just thinking, I was like, man, I, we were, when you were talking earlier about the guy you were talking about on Twitter, I was like, man, did we call him the R word? And I was like, I don't think we did. I'm really happy Greg didn't say that. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I, I, am, I am miserable that I just said that word out loud. I'll bleep, I, I'll bleep it I for you, buddy. I despise that word. I'll bleep it for you. Yeah, thank you. Um, absolutely fucking despise that word. He's a, he's a fucking moron, though. There you go. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. What an idiot. I get that fights happen in practice. We see it all the time in the NFL. We see scuffles in the NBA. Baseball players don't practice, but I'm sure they're not always happy with each other in the clubhouse. Shit happens. Yeah, you fight, know? fights are common. I wasn't worried about that, but fighting Vinny Littieri, like when there's seven games left for what? Well, not, not just that, just Brandon Smith. Like you've had a miserable fucking season. Maybe be a better influence in the locker room than the guy who throws bows. Looks, looks like he's still in the penalty box. Oh, Jesus. It's here's the thing about Brandon Smith, though. You can't buy him out. Like, we're gonna have to have we're gonna have long conversations about Mark Stahl and if the Rangers are actually gonna buy him out next year. That's gonna be one of the main talking points we have. I'm on record of saying they they will not, but we'll And I'm on record saying they will. They will not go. Any way you slice it, you're not buying out Brandon Smith. No, you are not. He is going to be given a chance to make this roster once again next year. And if he deserves it, he should get it. I'm not saying he should automatically deserve it, make him compete for a spot on the roster, but I don't think we can just write him off and say it's not going to happen. No, because the Rangers would love to trade him. That's no secret. I don't know of a single team that's going to want him. Why would so they? You, ha- you have to just make him earn a roster spot. And if he doesn't, put him back on waivers and send him to Hartford. There is no reason to buy out Brandon Smith. No, there is none. There is reason to buy out Mark Stahl. There is zero to buy out a 29 year old defenseman who is one year removed from playing some of the best hockey of his career. Absolutely not. All right. I think we've done all the Ranger news now. Uh, Well, Hank's hurt. We haven't talked about that. I guess that's important. Is he hurt, though, is my question. That was actually just saying, not really just not saying, but love you. Pavlik is back. You don't even need to like look. Look pretty on the bench. Just relax, dude. It's yeah, seven games. I, he was, I was like, you were saying Hank is hurt. I was like, is he hurt? Like, uh, I mean, I'm sure he's dinged up. Yeah, but it's that's part of the hockey season. I don't think he's like. I just, I just want injured. Hank, Hank, seven game vacation, man. Take two weeks. Not go, just, to, just, go to like St. Bart's or something. Yeah, go home. 
Yeah. You ever think about Rolex. that? Go to fashion show. Look, yeah. great, look great somewhere. So you yeah, have like baseball's 90s. starting back up. Go watch some baseball. Dude, you can play guitar. Imagine it like, okay, Hank goes home. He's like, well, I can't play goalie. I'm so upset. What am I going to do? He just gets on a runway and plays guitar. He's totally yeah. fine. Or, you know what? Next weekend, NCAA championships. Go see that. Weekend after that, WrestleMania. Go see that. Literally, just taking the world. Like yeah. go see, go see everything you want to see. Go go to a recording of Colbert. Go to Congress and do something there. I don't know. <laughs> do something. Go to Congress uh, and do something because sure, no one else is. So, no one fucking ahead. doing anything. Yeah. Take a CPR class if you want it. For all I care, just literally. That that was topical. Nice job. I I thought that was pretty good. Thank I'm not you. gonna lie. Yeah. Nice let's job. let's take a, let's take a minute to appreciate that. No, I, joke. I will not <laughs> move on. <laughs> You don't want to hold uh, Santorum about it a little bit? No, that word, uh, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like it's like chewing a piece of Big Red. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, now you, but here's the thing. I've now put that mental image in your head. Every time you take a piece of Big Red gum, you're going to think of him. This, I, I want you to know I'm really good at not listening to you. I, wa- I want well, <laughs> your, your daddy taught you that. Oh, my God. Five-star <laughs> questions from the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's do it. We got five, actually. Five? Five. Five. You, you, re- you read me two before we started I, recording. I know. And now there's five? And there's five. Uh, some of them must have registered late in the iTunes registry, and I finally got them. I like. I just want to once again point out the fact that Ryan, in an effort to prepare me for the questions, read the two he said we had, and now drops five on me. That's- five star. Five five-star questions on the Bullshit Breakdown. That is some great podcasting on your end. I am proud of you. Well, we're the, we're the best. And uh, here we go. Number here one. We go. Yeah. This is Alex NYR20. He says, better than the New York Rangers defense, but I guess that's a low bar to hop over. Jeez. Hey, 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 oh, hey. oh, my God. Oh. Seriously, hey there, seriously hey though, this has become quickly one of the top three hockey podcasts. I listen to my number one favorite NYR podcast. That is not a question, but thank you so much. Hey. hey. Um, I'm just is there re- a question in there at all, or you're just reading a nice comment? I'm just reading a nice comment. This is the five comments we got this week. Here we go. Okay. Uh, this is from uh, Bodonahue. Oh, I like that. That's a spicy name. Bodonahue. There we go. Mm, uh, like it even better. Awesome podcast. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, man or woman. Thank you. Uh, I've never been really a podcast person. Sitting and listening to other people talk is just not my thing. Okay, mm. so far, so good. But I'm completely hooked on this one. Wow, what a change. Hey, we did it. And I listen every week, every Tuesday on the way to work. Extremely funny, guys. Thanks so much. I'm glad someone thinks so. And one of the best places to get your Rangers info out there. Question, though. Who responds the most to the, the podcast on Twitter? Because every time I read the tweets, it Greg's voice for some reason. There's a reason you do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's me. It's, it, it me. It, it me. It, it, it Greg. So Greg yeah. is – I've posted maybe six times on our Twitter, uh, and Greg does everything else. I, I can't believe he thought it would be you because I literally – every time the Rangers – the Texas Rangers release and re-sign Bartolo Colon, I make a comment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, why and, would you think that's Ryan, ever? No, yeah. It, there's so much Mets talk on our Twitter. It's not me. I promise. It's not – It's not. there's not enough if you ask me. Uh, I, we've, we've had off-era conversations about this. I might, I, might, uh, I might start dipping my toe in this Odell Beckham Jr. nonsense too. So what's up with that? It, it, it sounds – so um, – Fill me in. It sounds like there's a – you're not going to believe this, Ryan. You're, this is going to blow your mind. Okay. There's a New York Daily News writer who Giant fans hate. What? His name is Pat Leonard. He actually used to be on the Rangers beat. 
Pat Leonard looks for any excuse to throw Odell Beckham Jr. under the bus to a point where it's actually gotten a little comical. But I apparent, we apparently follow enough Giant fans, and we do. There are a lot of guys over at Gotham Sports Network who do great work. Um, I, we follow all of them, and they are on this man's junk. Like today, every notable NFL beat writer said, be extremely surprised that the Giants ever trade Odell Beckham Jr. It doesn't really make any sense from their perspective. He's too valuable to them than anything any other team would offer them in trade, which is true. And then Pat Leonard chimes in with, sources say the Rams want Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, uh, you think? I, uh, you I, think? Yeah. This like, is the same guy that also, remember how, the, not the Odell Beckham smoking weed next to the girl cutting lines of cocaine video? You know how there was another fake video of Odell Beckham Jr. possibly getting into a bar fight in Atlanta? Yeah, he had broads in Atlanta. Craig Except Hart, he wasn't know. in Atlanta. You know who started that one? That was Pat Leonard. Mm. Mm. It's a holy it's a holy war. And as someone that was in the Zip A Brigade, fight on, good friends. Yeah, keep it would, be, it would be stupid. It would be let me say this perfectly clear. It would be stupid if the Giants ever traded Odell Beckham Jr. Oh. Because they're never gonna get value for him. No, and he's a stud. Yeah, and, I, uh, and he's a marketing machine. I did some deep, deep dives today because I I've become just so curious about what an Odell Beckham trade would look like. The two most quote unquote recent wide receiver trades that were either at the level of Odell Beckham Jr. or thought to be at the level of Odell Beckham Jr. The Sammy Watkins. No, oh, no, not even. Oh, I don't consider Sammy Watkins at Odell Beckham Jr. Well, level. he is not was, at all. I was saying Randy Moss, who got traded for. A solid, if not spectacular, linebacker in Napoleon Harris, a first round pick, and a seventh round pick. That was in 2005. If you want to do more recent, we have to go look at the Percy Harvin trade when the Seahawks got gave up a late first round pick, a future third round pick, and a seventh round pick. Those are the three mo- two most comparable trades you could possibly do for Odell Beckham Jr. You are not trading Odell Beckham Jr. for those packages. You were absolutely not. But you also can't realistically ask for more. The market is – that's not – it's not there. No one, no ever win, offer no one wins a, a NFL trades except for people who trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's it. <laughs> that's the only person I'm, that wins. I am, I'm so excited for the 49ers this year. They're going to be very fun. can't even begin to tell you how excited I am. But, yeah, yeah. So we might – going back to our five-star question of the week um, – who does the Twitter? It's this guy. And if this guy starts chirping about Odell Beckham Jr., that's why. Because I think it's hilarious. Next question comes from Stay De Course. Ooh. It says, rising star, mm. these two kids. Hey, we're, hey, we're still children. I don't are, know. I'm turning are, 29 in a couple weeks. Are rising, are rising stars in the NY po- NYR podcast scene. Greg, I have, I have a quick question just for you before we continue yeah, this yeah. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see anyone above us? Uh, uh, I'm looking up. No, no. Let's see. I, well, I'm not much of an optimist, so I don't look up that much. Okay, well, I'm looking up right now because you know that's me. I'm kind of a beat guy. Mm. Uh, don't really see any podcasts above us, but we're still going up. Just, just keep rising. Um, all right. So then, the top of the podcast, podcast scene. Uh, top Rangers podcast today. Wow, I jumped the gun there. <laughs> 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 this worked out really well. What? Here's his actual question. What will happen if Elias and and Heedle don't love each other like Brass, Zook, and Hags did. Will it be devastating? Those guys are already on a bromance level that I would not. I was not expecting them to be at. Yeah, I th- I think we're fine. I th- like 
What's the scenario in which they stop being bros if they get into a fight over Gigi Haddad? Yeah, the Gigi thing would that would do it. You know what? Leah seems like a don't it would do, be hilarious. It would be hilarious. It would be hilarious if Heedle gets in there first. Yeah. And then Leah gets there second. She's a silver medal and he just tosses her away. Oh! <laughs> you thought I was going somewhere else with I that. I did. Sherry's caring. Uh, uh-huh. I won't be devastated. Uh, I think they're already in love. Uh, the videos they've recorded together are very, very cute. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I think, I, I think I'm we're all here. in on those kids, and I want them both to be superstars so goddamn bad. I think I think we're good here. Next is from Dean Hames. Ooh. I don't know if that's how I say his name. It's H-A-M-E-S, Hames. I can guarantee you it's not just because it's you. Hames. It's probably like Hames. Hames. Dean Hames. Maybe. Uh, best NYR pod. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, guys. Hey. I'm a huge fan. And I've been listening to now for over a year. Shoutouts. I came here for Rangers, but I definitely stayed for the nonsense. God mm. bless you. Uh, I've been I've been a pretty big podcast guy, and you guys have definitely have a spot reserved in my Mount Rushmore of podcasts. We did it. Five-star Ooh. question. I know. Was there ever a time where you guys doubted yourselves and lost faith in doing the podcast? If so, how did you overcome it? Literally every night, because all I want to do is sleep. Right. So Greg has the worst schedule ever. It's slightly better the last two weeks. Because you're doing the... I'm doing 5 a.m. to 2. That's way better. It's you have no idea the different like it sounds terrible to say waking up at 2 a.m. and waking up at 4 a.m. are both miserable. Waking up at 4 a.m. is significantly less miserable. Waking up at 2 a.m. is the equivalent of. I can't even compare it to anything. It's it's fucking terrible. Having a a bear in your cereal. Let me let me let me pull the curtain back for some people here. Ryan and I usually start recording around 630. Pull the curtain uh, back. We talk about when we're recording every yeah. fucking week. Well, we usually start <laughs> recording around 6.30. Yeah. The podcast, normally, we're done with everything. The podcast itself, the interview, the overtime breakaway, all that stuff. We're done usually around 8. 8.30. Now, now let, let's – yeah, 8.30. So let's math it up. I'm not falling right asleep after the podcast. Ideally, I'm asleep within 30 minutes. So that's 9. My alarm is going off in – Four and a half hours. And that's the sacrifice Greg makes for you. Yeah, you should feel terrible for me. But <laughs> now, that, now that I'm working five to two, it's more like six and a half hours. And that's which, like a normal night of sleep. Yeah, that's not bad. That's oh. like a normal person who wakes up at eight o'clock to get to work at nine, going to sleep at two. Yeah. That's okay, one thirty, two o'clock. Yeah, no, I, but honestly, beyond that, I think uh, – there were some times where Greg and I had some fights off the podcast, but probably the biggest one was after the Rangers got eliminated from the playoffs last year. I just that, didn't want to talk. That, I did. Ryan wanted to do a, a post game podcast, and I was like, "Bro, I don't want to talk right now." Yeah, I'm and I, I, I literally get more anxiety from Greg in my life than women. <laughs> I, Greg, I wonder why because women just flock to you like yeah, it's no big. I've, fucking actually, yeah, I'm an actual happens. relationship for you. Right, you. I'm yeah. dating you, and yeah. I can't get rid of you. That's my problem. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, that was that was probably we've had two big fights. That was one of them. The other was Ryan left a part of a podcast in that I, I was furious, uh, unha- unha- unhappy about. And uh, yeah. we've 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 since then still talked to each other. You may have noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's plenty of times where I get angry at Greg, and I I say nothing about it. <laughs> so there, there I don't see. I don't have my feelings. If I'm pissed at you, you can know. No, I tell you, and then you just tell me I don't have time for this. <laughs> it's, it's, and you know what? I usually don't. Yeah. All right. I usually don't. That's true. Uh, that that being said, I talked to Nick today. T-shirts will be done by this Friday, hopefully. 
And for those who that's important to, we promise you T-shirts for the playoffs. The Rangers aren't going to be in it, but you're still getting T-shirts. Yeah, T-shirts are coming your way. Tank Commanders. And that's, that is for our $10 plus Our $10 Patreon, Patreon subscribers. Who I and if you want, you want a T-shirt, hey, it's not just a T-shirt you get. You get two T-shirts because you're going to get another one before the season starts. You're also going to get a word cloud poster by the end of the year. And? All our key catchphrases that we say on this podcast. And you're going to get a calendar. And you're going to get a calendar. And stickers. And We're getting new batches of stickers. Early access podcasts. Boosters Breakaway Extra. We try and we try and do stuff for everyone that supports us. And if and we're we're close. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna type on the keyboard. Sad I don't know this right now. Mm. Right now, currently, we're 89, at we're 89. 89 Patreons. Yep. We are pretty close to our goal, guys, of four hundred and twenty dollars yep. a month. Yeah, that'll be a fun podcast. If if we get to four twenty, I'm not saying it. Something might happen. Uh, let's just say that that podcast will be done in Colorado. Highly rated. Um, last question from Col- oh, from Colorado NYR. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Could not have uh, set this up any better. I'm not saying he's our dealer, but I'm not, not saying it. Uh, what's the worst case scenario for the Rangers in 1819? What's the best case scenario? Worst case is easy. Elaine Vigneault Elaine, is, Elaine is still coach. here yeah. and, uh, we don't, we bomb on our draft picks. Heedle and Anderson don't pan out at all, and they get get injured. Kreider has blood clots come back up. There, all those things are worst case scenario. Yeah. But the like the worst case scenario that is actually likely to happen, or at least has a percentage next to it, correct? It's Elaine Vino. It's Elaine Vino. That is the worst case scenario. Best case scenario, it's John Tavares. That <laughs> that. This it really is just everything about John Tavares would be sweet as a Ranger fan. It would be sweet, and we've had some people come up to us and say they don't want him. You're lying. You're lying. You're you 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 are just like the Brandon Smith truthers that have come out after the fact. You're lying. You're lying. You can't tell me that you're going to not he's, be stoked he's to 20, see number ninety-one skating up and he's down. He's twenty-seven. Side. He's going to be good till he's thirty-six. Easy. Like, uh, and even then, the last two years, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll take the hit. <laughs> You're and by lying. the way, and by the way, we're trying to tank. Am I correct to say that, right, Greg? We're trying to tank. Well, we're doing a shitty job at it. We're doing, yeah. a, we're doing an awful job. But you, we put a letter saying it's going to be tough. The Islanders are still two points behind us. They're the tra- Islander, and the Islanders did not tank. The dead, the Islanders tried to add pieces at the deadline. And they're the tra- Islanders they're traded a third round pick for a defenseman who was waived six weeks before that trade. Guys, they're the, trying Garth, to win. Garth Snow. Garth Snow. Johnny. Is Johnny, nope. come on over. John, just think about it, John. Just just, just think about it. Look at look at Chris Kreider. That's a guy you want in your corner. You want to play with Chris Kreider? That seems fun. Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes, Brady Shea, they got the hookup, man. You want to have fun out in New York? You know what we've never seen? We've never seen a pic of John Tavares enjoying himself out in New York. You know what changes? If you're hanging out with Party Bro, Kevin Hayes, and Brady Shea, that changes. <laughs> that definitely changes. Uh, that's the best case he scenario. Want, he just wants to be a big old dinosaur for Halloween. Jimmy VC is going to be traded. So we got one suit extra. <laughs> you can do it, Johnny. Johnny all right, that's all the five star questions we have for the week. If you do a five star comment, the next, we're going to do three more weeks of this. No, fuck it. Why are only three weeks? We got a whole summer. Uh, you know what? I think we might change it to Twitter and some other stuff. Cause once you comment, once you can't send in questions again, that's ah, fair. Uh, okay. I, I don't want to, and I'm not trying, uh, you can ask us questions every week if you want. Yeah, sure. We'll answer shit if we remember. Definitely will. Uh, But for these next three weeks, if you want the five-star questions, every single five-star question is getting read on this goddamn podcast. And even if it's not a question, apparently we're going to read it. Yeah, we'll read it. I remember before this podcast, I was like, how? We're not going to go an hour. Um, 
Yeah, those were your words. Those are my words. And we still got some stuff for us to do. I don't really have a good who the F is Bullshit Breakaway off the top of my head, unfortunately. Yeah, so you're putting it on me? Uh, so I'll talk about my Pokemon collection as a kid. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. So were you a big Pokemon cards guy or no? Uh, I was, but I, I, I didn't know. Like, if someone was like, yo, you got Pokemon cards, let's duel. And I was like, what? So How? I also was that guy. I was like a street duel guy. Like, ooh, oh, mine has more won't. mine has more power than yours. So I went. Yeah, that, that's cool. My Charizard was glittery, so I felt great about it. Yeah, I, I do you remember the day you pulled did you pull the Charizard? I remember when oh, yeah. I got it. Oh, I pulled the Charizard and I remember puberty hit me hard that day. Yeah, I we were at Target. I begged my mom. Begged her. And I was like, just one pack, just one pack, like a crack addict. Got it. Mm. I opened it in the car. The Charizard came out. I just screamed like the whole car ride home. <laughs> it was the absolute greatest. I There's loved dozens. it. I put it in the middle of my binder and just looked at it. Because I don't know why it was so important to me, but it was. And I still have I'm, it. Look, I'm happy. Very I'm excited. happy you are happy. I was friend. very happy. And, and I bring that up because I still have a little Charizard thing on my desk. Just <laughs> to remind me of the happiness I used to have as a child. I mean, Charizard is still OG starter Pokemon. Absolutely. He's incredible. He's the coolest Pokemon. Uh, yeah. Well, no, Squirtle's the coolest Pokemon. You know, I, I'm going to tell you my favorite Pokemon and you're going to hate me. Okay. It's Vaporeon. I love Vaporeon. I think I knew this. Okay. It's somehow I hate you because it's kind of a dog. Like, yeah. I respect it. Yeah, I like Vaporeon a lot. Don't know why. Didn't? I, maybe I should probably see that Academy Award winning uh, film over there. But what was that? What one this year again? Uh, Shape of Water? Shape of Water. Yeah, Vaporeon, oh, I oh, guess, is Shape of Water. Uh, so Grinding Nemo. Oh, Grinding Nemo, yeah. Maybe this is the thing. Maybe I will like it if I go see it. Interesting. Uh, yeah, no, I was a big... The Pokemon I would most want to hang with is definitely Squirtle. The Pokemon I would most want in my corner for a fight is Charizard. Dan LaRoe is just texting us his pictures of him at the game with the kids. Thanks, Dan. Oh, uh, yeah, he, has, he, uh, he invited me to this game tonight. He also invited me to the game, yes. Wow, rude. Yeah. I wonder who he invited first, and I'm going to find out because uh, I want to know. I might know the answer. Anyway... <laughs> I um, swear to God, if it's you, I'm gonna be very pissed. No, why would you be pissed? I told, you, I, told, I told him I had a podcast to do and I couldn't do that to you, Greg. Then he definitely asked you second because okay. I didn't tell him the reason why I couldn't do it was the podcast. Okay. I told him I couldn't do it because I have work at so, ungodly so, hours. So quick question, you would have gone. <laughs> no, no. I, I Not because I, of the podcast. It was because of work. It's 100. Well, here's the thing. Like work is such a hurdle that the pod it didn't matter what else I could have possibly done. Like I wasn't going because of work. Okay, I would have gone, but I had, we have the podcast, so I didn't want to make I didn't want to you know reschedule this for you. As well, I, I would have told you then we're not doing a podcast this week, and I know how happy that would have made you. Uh, yeah, we would have had a fight. We would have had a fight. Speaking well, of how, speaking I really, of moments I, of doubt, that's I, re- a moment I really of doubt. wanted to reschedule next week for real nerd reasons. I wanted to go to a Mets game because my favorite New York Excel. We can, we can, we can record on Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah, because I want to watch, I'm probably going to want to watch the NCAA championship on Monday anyway. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Oh, I, I was going to, I was going to surprise tickets, you. But I wonder if they're you... still sold out. Ah, all right. I got to go check. How, oh. how, what do you mean sold out? It's a meet and greet. Oh. It's like a, oh. it's an NYXL meet and greet. Like you go meet the players and sign the sold out. It might be sold out. I'm going to check out this. You can find a ticket. I promise by, you. by the way, I'm obsessed with Overwatch League in case anyone was wondering. Yeah, the Mets are good. I, I, I heard. The Mets own the NYXL. They won stage two playoffs. Dude, it's yeah. so incredible. Well, the, Mets are, the Mets are dope. It's literally the best investment they've ever made, I think. It's true. Uh, it's incredible. And by the way, just to get into the side tangent here, the first 12 teams were $20 million to own a team. 
That's crazy. Uh, the estimated price for to own a team now is going to be going around $60 million. Yeah, that's literally the best investment the Mets have ever made and probably why we signed Todd Frazier. <laughs> Thank you, Overwatch League. Um, all right, so my who the F is Blue Shirts breakaway? Yeah. I the my parents wouldn't let me have like a job in high school. Mm-hmm. My job was working in my dad's doctor's office as like a chart boy. Yeah, so I was so. a chart boy before it was cool. Um, and I, in hindsight, thinking back on it, I was allowed to get. I I worked hard. Like the the women that worked in that office loved me because I was. You're not going to believe this, Ryan. When I'm not around you, I'm a pretty jovial guy. Mm-hmm. People kind of like me. Uh. The women in that office liked me, and they let me get away with whatever the fuck I want. There was one summer, the summer before college, my buddy Bob was coming in from New York City. He had to do something in the city and needed someone to pick him up from the train station. So I just disappeared. Like, I didn't clock out or anything. I just left to pick up Bob. And I told like I told my dad, I was like, I'm going to get Bob. But I never clocked out. So I pick up Bob, and then Bob's like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, yeah, I'm working. I can fuck around, though. So Bob and I went to his house, picked up some baseballs and bats, Mm-hmm. And went to go have a home run derby on the Little League fields so we could feel really strong and powerful. Have you ever done that, by the way? It's incredible. It's great. It, yeah. It's like 200 feet, not even 200 foot fences, and you're just blasting balls out of the park. It felt great. I took a three-hour lunch that day. And everyone was like, oh, Greg, there you are. Uh, did you find that chart? I was like, uh, no, actually, I haven't been able to locate it just quite yet. Um, long story short, someone should check the books. At that doctor's office because uh, <laughs> some shady bookkeeping. My dad doesn't work there anymore. So if anyone – I don't even think it's a practice anymore. If anyone wants to investigate Internal Medicine Associates of Westport, go for it. Yeah, just uh, if you're out there hanging around. There was an employee named Greg Kaplan who was definitely making money doing nothing. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, I just checked and all the tickets are sold out and I'm really upset. I wasn't being serious when I said no. Yes, you were. No, oh I just said that and then disappeared. You could have texted me. If you sent me a message like, no, come on, seriously, I would have been like, yeah, fine, whatever. We'll no, no, it's Sunday. okay. It's all right. I, gotta, we gotta, I have like two Mondays during the, the summer that I'm going to be fucked here, so we'll talk about that. Um, all right. Oh, there are a lot of weekends I'm going to be. Well, no. There are a lot of weekends I'm going to be fucked. So if you're fucked on a Monday where I'm fucked on the weekend, that's going to be fun. Yeah, but now we have some new ways to record stuff, so we'll figure it out. Oh, yeah. I kind of like the, the conference call recording. The, I think it's hilarious. It's pretty funny. The quality is uh, all right. It's not bad. If but, it wasn't for if it wasn't for our robotic drunk lady saying this calls, now will be recording. recording. I don't yeah. think anyone would know. No, no one would know. Um, we'll save baseball for next week. Or you want to do it now? Uh, why, why you want to do it quick now? I mean, there's not a whole lot. There's not no, a whole lot different. Greg, Greg Bird's out. Our, that's that's fine. We're dropping all over under. Oh, let's drop it Thursday. I'll drop it Thursday. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. All right, so look forward to our MLB Over Under on Thursday. Thanks so much for listening to us this week, guys. Somehow we end up doing an hour every week. Don't know how we do it. Love you all. Thank you so much for the support. Get your five-star questions in for next week. And we're out of here. Bye-bye. I will say one more oh. thing before you say goodbye. Okay. If the Rangers fire Elaine Vino, what the fuck are we going to talk about? Oh, man, I have no idea. I have no idea. I have to say, I want him fired, but I'm gonna, we're going to have to like do some soul searching. I need Steve Summers and Tanner Glass on this podcast ASAP. Peace out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.